Welcome to Beyond Grit, the podcast that seeks to create and foster a community of people who want to learn, develop, and employ the 10 powerful practices to gain a high-performance edge. Whether you're an athlete, a parent, a coach, or just someone looking to improve yourself, the Beyond Grit podcast shows you step-by-step how to reach your peak potential. The Beyond Grit podcast is based on the book Beyond Grit, written by Sandra Kampoff, PhD, founder, and CEO of Mentally Strong Consulting, and a professor at Minnesota State University, Mankato. Sindra, a keynote speaker and entrepreneur, is also a certified mental performance coach for professional athletes, executives, and championship teams from around the nation, including the NFL's Minnesota Vikings. Sindra's co-host is Tim McNiff, Emmy Award-winning news and sports journalist, strategic communications consultant, and storyteller for the National Sports Center. This is the Beyond Grit Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Beyond Grit Podcast, episode 32. I'm Tim McNiff, alongside PhD Cinder Kampoff, certified mental performance coach, keynote speaker, esteemed professor at Minnesota State University, Mankato, and founder of CEO of, and CEO of Mentally Strong Consulting, which provides keynotes and trainings to business and sports teams seeking to help you, your staff, and your athletes gain the high-performance edge. Just a reminder, you can contact Sindra if you choose to via email. You'll find her, Sindra, at SindraCampoff.com. And just to prove to everybody, Dr. Kampoff, that that's not a pre-canned thing. I butchered that one about as bad as I've blown an intro uh, so far. So first of all, I'm Tim McNiff, no longer a journalist, kind of a guy who's been kicked to the streets, kicked to the curbs, life has been cruel to, down and out, on the skids. Uh, no, I'm just saying this because Cinder wanted me to play up my angle on this whole thing a little bit because she is who she is. She's a wonderful lady. And um, I think I blew the intro to this too because my mind is is off in another place. Because I said you're an Emmy-winning uh, reporter and <laughs> journalist. Yeah. That, that <laughs> you know what? Tim, in my, in my mind, they're the same thing. I'm sorry for disrespecting you. I didn't even know. You were <laughs> no disrespect. No, I, I it's great to having this opportunity to be here with you. And when we started out on this uh, months ago on this journey, we wanted to get this. I contacted you and asked if I could do this with you because I so fell in love with your content and so feel like this book and this knowledge can help so many people. Never in my wildest dreams did I think during the course of this journey that we would uh, be in a pandemic uh, worldwide. And now we find ourselves in even more exceptional times. And I refer Mm -hmm. to the untimely death of uh, George Floyd and everything that that has happened since then. And um, I want you to, the listener, to know that Dr. Kampoff and I talked a little bit before we went on today kind of about what do we do? How do we handle this? Because this is uncharted water for us. And uh, we want to let you know that we are quite aware of what's going on and we are struggling like everyone else is trying to figure out how the best way is to go forward and what role we could or should play as people of privilege and people who don't understand the experience. And I think who are, and I don't mean to speak for you, Sandra, you know, dedicated to listening and learning and trying to make the situation better. Is that fair? Absolutely. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think what's so important right now, and uh, I mean, the situation with George Floyd has definitely opened up my eyes. I teach a diversity class to our sports psychology graduate students at Minnesota State Mankato. Um, and so we had a lot of conversations about race and gender and uh, everything else uh, this spring. And I think one of the things that really I thought a lot about during this time period in the last couple of weeks is like I can get pulled over by a cop and not worry about dying. And so it's helped me also realize and understand my privilege. And I think during this time, it's just so important to come to these conversations with an open mind and a curious mind and with compassion. And I think compassion really means that you gift others with understanding and kindness um, and that you listen without judgment um, and just understand another person's perspective because we all have, you know, our perspective is shaped by our identity, our peers, our life experiences, um, what we're exposed to. And uh, I think it's just so important to show ourselves some compassion and others some compassion during this time period. I think compassion is a, is a critical word because we seem to have become so divisive as a society. And then you add the pandemic and people being locked in. And I just feel like patience is in such short supply. And, and um, this anger, this pent up um, frustration, the sense of frustration and um, the, the events that, that have happened have, uh, it's been amazing, the, the longevity. As we speak, you know, the, the demonstrations are still going. I participated in one in my hometown just last night. Thousands of people showed up. Nothing like that's ever happened in our community before. Overwhelmingly a positive experience and one I, I hope to learn from. Um, but it does bring me back to where we are right now in this journey with Beyond Grit. Because we've reached chapter 32, mm-hmm. and, and the, the title of that, and it's the seventh of the, uh, the practices. We're starting a new uh, chapter of those. Uh, but chapter 32 is called Choose Positivity. And I just think that more so maybe now than ever, you can look at how many things are going on? People are like, oh my gosh, 2020 just end, go away. It's the worst year ever and all the rest of it. And I, I don't know. You know, it all depends on if, if we're sincere about what we've learned through the content of this part. It's not about the situation you find yourself in. It's what do you do about the situation you're in? How yeah. are you going to make it better? And I guess in this situation, positivity may not be easy. It may not, it may be difficult at times, but if you are dedicated to finding a better outcome for, for all, whatever that might be, aren't you choosing positivity? Nobody said it was going to be easy. Yeah. And when we are just talking about compassion, Tim, like today, what we're going to talk about is this idea of the three to one ratio, um, choosing three empowering emotions to everyone disempowering emotion and just using that like generally throughout our day to kind of guide our emotions and um, that doesn't mean disempowering emotions we want zero of them right but compassion is an example of an empowering emotion and I think what we want to what I want to say is like it's not just about being positive but also when we're stuck in anger or frustration that doesn't help us also think very creatively or connect with somebody that we're trying to share our perspective with. So 
really what we're talking about, the, the chapter is called positivity, but it's really about choosing empowering emotions, which is this what this section is all about. It's the seventh practice, choosing empowering emotions, if I may. You wrote, the world's best thrive because they regularly experience positive emotions. They know that when people experience three positive emotions for every negative emotion, they flourish. Um, let's do as we normally do. Take a look back at chapter 31, which was see pressure as a privilege. And for our homework, you said to notice pressure and use the POP principle. And the POP principle, again... It means it's really about the tools that you can use to deal with pressure. And it means taking a, a power breath, like just to calm yourself, seeing the opportunity is the O, and then the other P is saying a power phrase. So something to remind you that you can handle whatever you're experiencing right now. You said post the pressure principle and recognize that you have earned the right to feel pressure. And that to me was the real money point in that whole chapter was because I think back to, you know, if I would, you know, back in my competitive days as an athlete, I wish I would have, somebody would have said that to me. And I, I sincerely hope that I will get the opportunity to go back into not just business coaching, but coaching athletes again. And, and I, I will use that, you know, to say to them, and I think about um, how kids were different on Friday nights versus, and, and I kept saying, well, you've got to practice the way you play, but it's almost impossible to recreate that game situation during the week as much as you might pipe in noise or do different things to try to make it feel like it's the same it's not the same because there's there's not the same things on the line but so that's why i think it's important to empower them by saying you're supposed to be here you've earned this right you know this is this is you know you you put in the work so don't don't let this get the best of you enjoy it yeah yeah, and I, I wish I would have known these strategies when I was competing too. Exactly. You know? uh, that's why I'm doing what I'm doing and why we're on it on the call right now. So we're moving on now to Chapter 32, which is Choose Positivity. And the first thing you start is you talk about the impact of unchecked negativity. Yes. And so what does that mean? So just in general, we have what's called a negativity bias as humans. So we're more likely to um, notice what's wrong. Negative events get stored longer in our memory and they make a more lasting impact. So we- Is that a biological, like almost a defense mechanism? Yes, yes, yeah. I mean, it's our fight or flight. Um, meaning in our, our this, is, this is part of being human. This is, this is who we are as people. And I don't think we wanna completely eliminate this fear or negativity, which we're gonna talk about today. Because there's a lot of, you know, things that can come from negativity that end up being good in our lives, uh, but we want to keep it checked. Um, and the power of this is what's called uh, the three to one ratio. So this concept is from a woman named Barbara Fredrickson, and she wrote a book called Positivity. She's done 30 years of research showing the impact of powerful, empowering emotions. And um, what her research shows is that People thrive when they experience a three to one ratio. So what does that mean? It means kind of taking a step back and looking at the, at, the, at the end of your day, you know, was I experiencing a three to one today? So it's not necessarily moment to moment, but just like when you take a step back and look at your day. So that means three empowering emotions for every one disempowering emotion. And so an empowering emotion is something like compassion, 
um, or happiness or gratitude. A disempowering emotion might be frustration, anger, resentment. And so her research shows that there's an upward bound. What that means is that we still flourish when we experience an 11 to 1 ratio. So that's a lot of, that's a lot of like empowering emotions, right? Over 90%. We still thrive when we have an 11 to 1 um, ratio. We do not thrive. We remain stagnant when our ratio is 1 to 1, one disempowering to everyone empowering. And we go in a downward spiral when we're 1 to 3. So this is connected to our performance, our happiness, our relationships. It's connected to our well-being. Um, and so what I think is powerful about this, Tim, is like it's not 100 to 1 or it is not 100 to 0 because this disempowering emotions can actually help us, right? Like right now with the situation and, um, you know, with George Floyd, you don't want to be happy about that, <laughs> right? Someone died and lost mm -hmm. their life. So I think also like when someone, we lose someone close to us, right? Like we don't want to be happy about that. Like in, and actually disempowering emotions can motivate us to get better and to do better um, and improve our performance. So that's what this, what really at the heart of what we're talking about today is this three to one ratio. And, and um, I thought it was interesting in reading what you put in about Fredrickson's book. Yeah. Uh, you put the, the importance of retaining the three to one ratio in, in authenticity, uh, authenticity rather, versus trying to manufacture more or false positivity. I mean, you don't want to be delusional. We all know those people that run around that always seem to be in a good mood. And then you, the veneer breaks and you find out that they're, you know, almost like manically depressive. So, I mean, it has to be reality-based. And, and if it's not moment to moment, I mean, how are you checking yourself? Yeah. And you're right. Like, sometimes, you know, you don't want to fake it, right? And, and because I think when you're faking it, you're really suppressing negative emotions they're not helpful to ignore. I think the most important thing about our emotions is to label them and uh, to help us understand what led to our emotion and why are we feeling this way? Like what, what led to that? And right. then instead say something like, instead of, uh, you know, I'm feeling so sad or I'm so mad, you know, it's just like, I'm noticing that I'm feeling mad right now. So distancing ourselves from that. But the point is, is negative emotions can be helpful in small doses. Um, and uh, these, our feelings are meant to be felt. Okay, so um, you'd mentioned that negative emotions can be um, helpful in small doses. I think everyone understands that too much negativity has real consequences. And you go to the chapter, you talk about, um, is it Marcelle Losada? Yeah. You talked about research that she had done on 60 management uh, teams and, and how teams, this is business management teams, but the, the effect that uh, the oh, positivity had on their performance. Right. So um, what Lusato found was that like high performing teams had a positivity percentage of 85%. Medium performing teams had like 66% and then low performing teams have a 29. So it does make a difference in terms of like business. Uh, we also know there's similar research about marriages. Um, so Flourishing marriages have about an 83% positivity percentage. Um, and we also know like uh, sports teams are around there. So, you know, we want to really, as people, have about a 75% positivity percentage. 
Um, in our teams, we want to have probably more like 80, 85. Doesn't mean 100, right? But and, and I, the way when I'm talking with athletic teams about this or um, business teams, I'll, I'll say like, really, it's about how we interact with each other. What are we saying to each other? What are our verbals? What are our nonverbals? What's our body language, right? All of that contributes to um, this, this percentage. Um, you say in your chapter, you know, positivity is a choice. It doesn't need to come from an event. Nothing needs to happen for you to be positive. And then, you know, earlier you're saying that, you know, you kind of, kind of take stock of your day and you say, was I more positive than negative? In, in the, in the moment, in the, um, the, the moment to moment, is there something we should be doing, saying to ourselves to try to, a reminder, some sort of thing to say to try to find a positive, like in some of the other chapters where we've had little reminders to say, okay, when this happens, do this. Yeah. Is there I, any, is yeah. there any of that here? Well, I think the one thing I could say that would be sticky and it would be easy for people to remember is that my focus determines my feelings. So my focus determines my feelings. What does that mean? It means like what I'm paying attention to determines how I feel, right? And that's what we're really talking about today is like your emotions. How do you feel? And so I think about how I apply this to COVID-19, right? Whew, my business, I'm doing very, you know, uh, doing virtual presentations. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm trying, I'm working to be innovative. I'm adjusting and adapting just like we're all meant to do as humans, but, you know, I could be looking at all the lost opportunities but or all the things that were canceled. I had a TED Talk that was canceled. I couldn't wait for it, right? But I, and what I, did you do instead? I did this amazing high-performance mindset summit. So it's kind of like your focus determines your feelings. What are you focused on? Because you could be focused on all the great things that are coming from your time period with your family and how... Um, I heard, I talked to one of my coaching clients today and he said, I'm so grateful for this time because, uh, you know, I'm not crazy on the go. I'm just here with my family every single night and it's like a blessing, right? So your focus, what are you paying attention to determines how you feel? Sort of like, this is what happens to me sometime, Tim. I walk into my house and I think, oh, look how this is dirty or this is dirty. Look at all this laundry I got to do. Well, I could also look at it, walk into my house and think about all the amazing things about it, right? And, and all the beautiful people that are in it. So your focus determines how you feel and really paying attention to that focus is going to determine this three to one or is it going to be one to three? Homework for the week? Uh, homework for the week. I'm going to encourage people to pay attention at the end of your day. I'm going to encourage you to think about uh, were you at about a 75% positivity percentage? Again, that means about a three empowering emotions to one disempowering emotion. So at the end of your day, just take a step back. Where were you today? Um, and then if you're like, mm, not even close to that, just think about what could you do to improve your focus? What could you start paying attention to? Um, that's going to help you feel more of these empowering emotions like blessed or authentic or excited or fascinated or inspired or joyful or passionate or optimistic or motivated. Um, and then work to shift that focus because that focus determines how you feel. Okay. Okay. Uh, your high performance power phrase. 
I choose positivity. I choose to bring positive energy each day, and in each situation, I choose empowering emotions. We talked earlier uh, off air about the uh, gritty person of the week. And um, do you want to talk about where we landed with that? I think what we were talking about was to just give some love and some grit to all the people right now who are um, part of the protests, who are working to make some, some change. And we want you to be gritty. We want you to stay passionate and persistent about what you're doing so that we make change. And for all those people who have been impacted um, the last several weeks um, and just to stay positive and passionate about what you're doing, what would you add to that, Tim? Now, now more than ever. I mean, I, I just, it's it, every time I see the word grit, you know, I think of you and um, it's, it's interesting to me how often it has come up. And I think people are saying, you're seeing it in different settings are saying, you know, we need to be gritty. We need to, you know, display grit in the, in these times. And I'm like, amen. So um, to everyone out there, it's heavy. You know, we don't know what it is, you know, uh, but we know it's got to change. And that, that's the one thing I think that, um, you know, if I can say as a um, person of privilege, white male, baby boomer generation, um, I have been in a position of privilege my entire life, and it's been interesting to hear the different uh, perspectives and to think about this and think about the position of privilege I've had and how can I open that door or help open that door or just listen or just what what do I need to do? I'm open to it. You know, I I, I want to see it happen. I want to see a positive outcome for everyone. I believe in this country and the world and people and and whatever I can do to uh, to contribute to that I want to do and that's what makes me thankful for this opportunity to share this time with you because you changed my world with your book and I that's why I'm here thank you Tim that was so nice of you to say um, but yeah stay gritty everybody that really means you stay passionate you move forward towards what you really, really, really want. And you own that purpose that is part of your grit. So stay gritty, you're making change, and stick with it, even if it's hard. That really should be our last words, but we have a little bit of this to do. So please allow me to thank you for joining us and giving us your time. Your time is the most valuable thing that you have, and we, we definitely appreciate it. The Beyond Grid podcast seeks to help you reach your peak potential. We'd love it if you'd check out this and the other great content on the NSC blog page, Beyond the Bench, where you can leave us your questions and your comments. You can also find the Beyond Grid podcast on Spotify and an Apple podcast, where we encourage you to please rate and review us. And we really are looking for those. We're going to start sharing those on air. We've been getting some reviews and they've, they've people are great. They've been very kind. So we want to start acknowledging the people that have done that. So please reach, uh, rate and review us so we can reach and help empower more people with the brilliant contact, the content of one Dr. Cinder Kampoff. Uh, and for Dr. Kampoff, I'm Tim McNiff, um, and, and just a guy who's never really accomplished much in life. Just lucky to be here and yeah, uh, right. happy to be along <laughs> for the ride. Right? <laughs> be gritty, everybody. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for engaging with the Beyond Grit podcast, where we help you reach your peak potential. You can find past episodes and other great content on the NSE blog page, Beyond the Bench, 
where you can also post your questions and comments. The Beyond Grit Podcast is a production of the National Sports Center and Beyond the Bench.